Hello and welcome back. This is episode 42 of the Epic Epoch podcast. I'm your host, Harry the Pig. With me, as always, is my co-host here, Dread. And today we have a special guest. Dread, welcome back, first of all. Hello, this is Dread. And in today's podcast topic, we're going to be talking about probably Warlock for the majority of it. So, Pug, today we have the Curse BG joining us. Today, go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you, first of all, the, for the invite. I've seen your podcast a bunch of times, so it's always a good time. And uh, yeah, the curse, I've, I've made a few build guides for last epoch. And I think I did one or two game reviews for a few other games as well. But uh, last epoch has been a big passion of mine. Ever since I had a kid and I realized I can't play Dota anymore. And so here we are today. As you know, as a as a fellow dad, I hear you. I hear you. It's nice to have a game where like, you know, honestly, comparing this to like Path of Exile, it's nice to have a game where like a map takes like 20 seconds instead of 15 minutes to like loot all the stuff. Just like, yeah, just nice and fast. Yeah. Yeah. But or, or an hour, like Dota. Oh. <laughs> an yeah. hour. But Curse, I know you, the, the very first thing that I knew about you with regard to Last Epoch was a build that you were playing in the lull, in the long lull before 1.0. And you were playing mm -hmm. a uh, a dam, and I think you were using the two-handed axe. And you were like, you're like, people are like, no one's playing this build. It's so, so strong. Why is no one talking about this? And the answer was, we're all just waiting for 1.0. Like that's why that's why no one's talking about anything because we're all just chilling. But also, since then, like, between you and I, farming the Soulfire Bastion is like eating nails. So. <laughs> it's sometimes yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But since then, I've seen you. I've seen you make a number of build guides on YouTube. I've seen your channel growing on Twitch, which is wonderful. And uh, recently, you were participating in the race to level one hundred, hosted by uh, both Bina and and Vision GL, I believe. And you got. First war like first place warlock or fourth place overall, something like that? I think it was second warlock, fifth overall, yeah. Second warlock, fifth to overall. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but absolutely absurd performance. I tuned in a couple times to see you racing to level 100, and you were just like, first of all, you had the classic like PoE glaze over your face. Like, haven't slept in a couple <laughs> hours, you know what I mean? But you were flying at like Mach 10. It's like, holy shit, this guy's going fast. Yeah, it was uh, a good time. <laughs> and now that you're now that you're well rested, it was a good time. I want to start there because I think that's like the most relevant thing for people who have been interested in 1.0. Like that was a big event. There were lots of people who were like all participating in it. Lots of Path of Exile gamers. Some wild people were checking out the game. You were here as well. Like what what was it like like racing to level 100? Like what I guess what prep did you do ahead of time? And then what was it like actually playing the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I think I've mentioned this to you as well, Perry, and maybe even to you, Dread, as well. I'm not big on leveling and on new characters. I like to be at level 100, and I like yeah. to just min-max stuff. It's mm. just not my passion. And I see you guys, and I'm, I've asked, I think, Perry this. I'm like, how do you do it? I'm like, how do you level like 100 characters and not die a little bit inside? Well, so what I do, I just level one of each mastery, and then I respec after that. That's like as much like that's how much i can tolerate it essentially and then whenever anyone asks me for uh leveling guides i just i just send them all to Tarek because it's like go to Tarek. <laughs> i don't want to do with it 
go to Tarek. <laughs> like on the one yeah. hand, Tarek does a good job. And on the other hand, I don't want to. So yeah, it's, it's nice to yeah. have people like him <laughs> who make leveling guides. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree. But, you know, that time I thought, okay, 1.0, it's going to be fun. And I want to get to 100 as fast as I can. That was my objective when I approached the race. It wasn't so much about the race itself. Because, you know, I'm not technically the best. I'm not the best racer. I don't enjoy the leveling part. So I figured I'm not even going to be top 10. I just want to get to 100 so I can do my thing and make builds, right? Mm -hmm. So I can do my usual thing. But... I don't know. I, I did practice a bunch of <clears throat> leveling beforehand. And I think I did like five or six runs up to uh, campaign completion. And, you know, that's four hours. And that was that was too much for me. At some mm -hmm. point, I was like, no, I'm not doing this well, ever. <laughs> I think I think the problem is I think a lot of people, they think that the longest part of the grind is the leveling. And like that's like the most important part, but the end game grind, getting to empowered and getting all the extra XP and corruption pushing, I think is just as important, if not more important, than those first two hours that you're playing a new character. I think that's what I saw when I was like looking at like all of the like all of the racing and all that. Other than you know the instability and all that, I won't even get into mm -hmm. that. But like when when that wasn't happening. Uh, I saw a lot of people that were trying to race 100, like they, they'd get to like monoliths and like maybe right. two hours or whatever. Right. Or they get yeah. to empowered monos and then they'd be there and just be like, what do I do now? And it's like, well, all you did was test leveling. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking I think I caught up a bunch. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, speaking of that, like dread, just briefly mentioned the grind to get to empowered monoliths. They drastically decreased how much stability you need in the 1.0 patch. Like, I noticed. I, mm -hmm. I, I I told <clears throat> I told a member of EHG this when they were hanging on Twitch chat. I said getting to empower monoliths no longer feels like I'm getting punched in the gut. Like it <laughs> it's so much better yeah. than it used to be. Like the stability yeah. bonus. Oh. I agree. The the best thing is I didn't even know that this was the fact, by the way, after leveling both my characters. I literally only found out very recently. I didn't even know, but like I didn't complain about it because it was better, right? So <laughs> <laughs> what the stability change it costs like half yeah, as much stability yeah. oh it's just it's totally wonderful yeah I, I think i think the normal monoliths are cool for new players and all that but i i think that like reducing the grind to get to 100 i mean to get to the 100 monos is better now all they need to do is just add a little bit of content on top of that but the mm. corruption yeah. change i i won't even get started on that <laughs> uh, i mean i I would I would like to transition to that because I, I know both oh, of you are pushing corruption. Yeah, I would oh, yeah. I would love to talk about that. So so Curse, oh, yeah. I know that you're like an end game person. You spend a lot of your time worrying about like the the the, the nitty-gritty of your characters. Exactly how much damage can you push out? What kind of abuse things can you do to get like, you know, three hundred thousand ward or using a bug to your advantage? Like you <laughs> like that kind of thing and pushing your characters to the extreme. How has the new corruption felt for you? Is it easier, harder, more fun, less fun? Honestly, I think it's a combination of a bunch of classes being way, way, way more OP than they should be. Mm -hmm. But also the scaling... <laughs> the scale, and we can talk about that later too. But the scaling of corruption, I thought they would make it more exponential. I'm a little disappointed that it's very linear. So it, it accomplishes the exact same thing it did before. If you have a crazy OP build, you can push it to infinity. 
You know what I mean? Like it, it, you can't, if you can off screen, absolutely everything in the game, the only bottleneck might be your shade kills. And that's about it. So now that I've pushed two characters to like 700 corruption now, and they're not OP characters, mind you, they're real characters, not just sitting around with like 60 K ward, right? They're real characters. Mm. Right. <laughs> so just, <laughs> yeah, just, just a 60k or 600k or however much it is. Uh, after pushing two characters, I found that, you know how like for the longest of time, Perry, the, the meta was EHP oriented where like you need to survive a one shot, right? Mm -hmm. Well, back in the day, that was the meta for the most part. And it kind of is now if you go really, really, mm -hmm. really far. But like what, what's really, really far? Like over a thousand? Over like fifteen hundred or something. Wow, okay. Some shit like that. That's like that's like the really far numbers. But the idea back in the day was the modifiers on the monsters get so ungodly high, you can get such a high multiplication modifier yeah. to it, right? And so inconsistent that the only thing that mattered was not getting one tapped. That's all that mattered because everything else didn't matter. And that's why a lot of people, they would play like low life builds because originally, originally, the, the weakness of low life builds was supposed to be the sustain. Like you take a big hit, but it takes a while to get back to your ward maximum, right? And that's supposed to be the weakness of low life builds, right? That's supposed to be it. But the problem is in the old corruption system, you never have to do like the old corruption system. All you cared about was not getting one tapped. But now that the new corruption is here and it's like averaged across the board, every single mob hits around the same uh, all the way through, right? Or it's like a cat, like kind of like a more of a, just a diagonal and much less of a, like a spiky trip. Uh, I found that sustain has been the biggest factor by far. So like, for instance, when I was playing the electrify javelin build, I ended up removing I mean, electrify like the not the javelin but like the this smite thing healing hand yeah i ended up just removing just actual ehp from my build just to be able to like maintain my hp value like my 4k hp value and stuff like that and then i was like okay well if i'm playing for sustain at this point at like 700 corruption what what like what what's a build that has really good sustain so then i started mucking with the shaman with like the font thing right mm -hmm the font thing and then it was like oh like now now whenever i get hit i go instantly back to 4k like ward or whatever right which it is now and like it, it it's a huge difference than before because like i said before like you just get one tap but now like you actually have time to leech and sustain uh, i think i think void knight's a lot better than people are giving it credit for right now by the way because of that but i think after a certain point obviously the one taps start coming in right obviously but the problem with that is the way that the LP to corruption scales and the favor and all that, unless if you have a build that, or if you're in a party, unless you have a build that is literally deleting everything without any effort whatsoever, there is a maximum of corruption that your build probably should be pushing before the grind gets laborious, right? Before like, like for instance right now for me for most builds like 700 i cruise and i get like so much favor per hour it's like remember i'm mg too so mm -hmm. like currency per hour does matter to me right so like doing 700 monos 
really, really fast has been way more efficient than like just trying to push as far as possible. Unless if you have a broken build that can just like do it, like push as far as possible while also going fast, right? right? Like, but that's 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 a discussion for another day. Do you think seven hundred is like still nice and fast for you? You said fifteen hundred was like the laborious breakpoint where like that's that's the really big number. It gets annoying. Like the the amount of favor that you get there is not worth the time it kills the mobs gotcha. for a okay. normal build, mm-hmm. by the way, when I when I bring this up. So Curse, I think I think I think Curse is up at a, at a thousand corruption. How is that feeling for you? Mm-hmm. It was well, first of all, Warlock's damage is not insane. From Warlock's damage insane, is, yeah. is okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's I think compared to some of the other classes. I, I was referring little. to Falconer, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know, I know. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I, I know exactly what you mean. But I'm just saying in terms of Rather some other classes, maybe slightly higher, but a thousand corruption was pretty slow for me. And I don't really care for pushing corruption. It's, it gets boring, right? Like I never pushed corruption in the previous patches. This time I did it just because, I don't know, it's a nice round number. But it, my biggest issue with corruption is if you can push a thousand, going from a thousand to 1500, the more multipliers go from a thousand more to let's say 16 or 1700 more, that's de facto a 60% more health and damage or maybe not even it's you go from um let, let's say you go from 11x on the damage and hp to mm-hmm. 17x right so it, it's like 50 percent more damage and hp on enemies so if you can do a thousand you're very likely to be able to do like 16 1700 it's just a boring grind and that's the problem with linear scaling it's like anything linear is diminishing returns so the enemies get diminishing returns on their HP and damage bonuses. So you think? So I think you, it needs I, to be exponential. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly what you were saying previously. It was like maybe we need some exponential scaling. Like if you're pushing to an eight hundred, if you're pushing into a thousand, maybe you know what you're doing. Maybe you're ready for some, you know, exponential growth instead of like more linear growth at the same rate. Interesting. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I think if I started pushing corruption as well with like certain builds, like I think that would be exactly what I run into. But that's why I'm happy that I've been sitting at 700 and just cruising. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, I'm I'm making hella profit, man. Like MGO, like <laughs> I'm doing profit. Great. My yeah, my I've personal been, experience. Items. <laughs> my personal experience has been um I, I'm on like my fourth or fifth character at this point. And I like re-rolling a lot. I don't hate the leveling process. But uh, my healing hands character was at like 500 corruption. And it's like, I, I could keep going. 500 feels good. It feels like mm-hmm. maybe a good benchmark that I might recommend to somebody else for like a good build or something. But like going after that, I don't know. For me, eh, I'm fine. I think, I think 500, 500 to 700. 500 be, to 700. Yeah. Uh, it's like the new 300 essentially for me. Like a nice cozy me. place to farm, right? Yeah. That's like where you could afford to lose some damage and some survivability for like double movement speed boots and stuff mm-hmm. and your farming would end up being significantly better because i think that's like the factor that a lot of people don't understand it's like at least, at least for mg side i've seen a lot of people have a terrible <clears throat> time with mg and i'm like well like why are you sitting at like 30 percent movement speed you're yeah. doing like two two mono that um, goes an hour uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and there's not even an, uh, a ranking or anything for corruption so yeah once there is a ranking for corruption, that'll be a lot more interesting. We'll, we'll see all the tryhards yeah. crawling back, trying to get as much corruption as possible. No, we'll, we'll just see all the all the warlocks up there. I I the saw up there. I saw a uh, YouTube video. I, I totally forget who put the video out, 
but it was somebody who was arguing that movement speed boots are damage because your damage is like like damage per second or like damage per minute it's how much damage you can like deal to monsters and that equates to like farming <laughs> items and farming like reputation and favor and movement speed is like downtime between packs of monsters so like if you're neglecting movement speed it's like it's like neglecting penetration or something it's like oh that's, yeah. a, that's an interesting point i kind of like that point it, it's so weird the dichotomy now of the mg stuff versus the cof stuff and like just in general <laughs> because like you have people like me who play too much and are playing for a profit now in mg at this point and then yeah like people that in cof like you perry or it's just like oh i just i just dropped my items on the ground it's like it's hard because whenever I'm talking to someone and talking about MG or I'm mm -hmm. talking about like, oh, like my build, I need like 30% more moving speed or whatever, something like that, where if, before I feel good. And they'll look at me like I'm dumb. And I'm like, what do you mean? Right. And then I ask them, are you MG or COF? And they're like, oh, I'm COF. And I'm like, oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's non-trivial for a COF. It's fun. It's got a good storyline that goes I, along I with you, it, but it's non-trivial. I think, you I think you eventually like want to like be faster and stuff like that, but I don't think that you need to be. And I think that's like the difference, right? I think if you want to be successful at MG, you definitely have <clears> to <throat> think about profit per hour mm -hmm. or you just play too much like I do. So while while um, we're talking about like MGCOF, like I'm I'm COF, I I have a I have a funny story, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give an anecdote real quick before I ask Curse what he's been doing because I actually don't know which guild he's in, but I'm currently in the process of gearing up a uh, a rogue who uses intelligence, and I've run into this awful stupid problem that frustrates me. <laughs> and if you don't know, a rogue literally cannot craft intelligence on their gear, so I need to huh? find like. I need to find an intelligent, exalted intelligence chess piece and an exalted intelligence helmet on a different class so that I can LP them onto unique items so that I can wear them on my road. I'm like, man, if I COF problem, if, if I me. were in Merchants Guild, this problem yep. would have disappeared in 10 seconds. So ugh, yep. that's it's it's mostly been smooth sailing for me, <laughs> but there's definitely been some uh, some downsides to COF. I, I love that. I love that. So I, so curse. Like... <laughs> it's so stupid, dread. Curious, how, how I don't know what guild you're in. What guild are you in? What's been your experience for, uh, experience for it? Before I mention my stuff, that's a big problem I think for Runemaster with that chest piece. Oh, you cannot spawn. Interesting. Strength, right? yeah, the fun that's really cooler, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Right? Uh huh. It uh, definitely <laughs> makes it a puzzle. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, but me, I'm COF, and it's been a good experience so far. But certainly, you can see the benefits of both and, and clearly mm -hmm. if you were running for min max end game gear mg is hands down like way easier to get end game gear so i think the biggest problem is when we talk about end game gear people don't understand what we talk about so to make it a lot more clear there are certain items that even in mg are impossible to get it just doesn't matter like, for instance, I have been waiting for a 4LP Titan Heart on the market. Oh, what was now. you? Come on, man. Right? Yeah, I've been waiting. Come on, man. 3LP Titan Heart is now, unattainable. I know, I know it is. But what I'm trying to get at, though, is people, they're like, oh, my God, it's impossible to get to top gear at MG. I'm like, what do you mean by top gear? That's the good question because, like, like you know, like, you have to be realistic 
you know, yeah. <laughs> with, with your ideas, like with the, with the, so the problem is, is like, they'll see that you can get four LP on something and they're like, well, that's the tip of the top of gear. And they'll just be sitting there in the, the market, just refresh on a four LP ravenous void. And it's like, that's never going to happen. Right. So I think expectations of what actual end game gear is. So I've had a few conversations about this already and I've had people send me planners of like insane things. Like mm -hmm. it sucks because I can't get this gear. I'm like, you really think you're going to fucking get this gear in like COF too? You ding dong. Like, like a four LP, like what, what was it? I, I think it was like a four LP prism wraps. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're going to go drop one in CLF or the magic fight. Like, people need to be realistic when it comes to endgame gear. Like, for instance, uh, the character I just finished, the, the Shaman Tornado one, right? I think that it's very close to, like, what I would call the, the finished for that build. Because, like, you could do more, but for instance, I have a 4LP, Urzel's Pride, it costs only 7 million gold. I have a 3LP Peak of the Mountain, a 3LP Cinder Song, uh, two Font of the Erase with almost perfect stats for what I want, a 2LP Ateris Path, multiple, and a 2LP uh, Blood of the Exile that I swap into. Uh, and I have, I think, like some of the best like exalted things I could have at the time, at least for like from what I looked at, right? And that is like what I would call very close to finished. And the problem is, it's like, well, Dread, why don't you get a 4LP peak? Why don't you get a 4LP Cinder Sock? Wouldn't it be easy, Dread? It's MG. I was like, or like, wouldn't it be easy to get in COF? I'm like, those things don't drop. Like, that, you got to be realistic with what you mean by that, because otherwise you will be sitting here and making yourself disappointed when, like, the 4LP prism, uh, prism wraps don't drop, right? <laughs> like, do you really need all four of those? Or can you just, like, get three and be I'm lucky? <laughs> But honestly, I, I, if I uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. If, if I were to just summarize my thoughts, because I, I just kind of mentioned something, but mm -hmm. my overall impression of the two is they're both viable and they're both a lot of fun. And this is the you got to remember this is the first time they're implementing this. There's yeah. no system like this anywhere else. I think we should expect some fine tuning to be necessary for oh, this yeah. to be good. <laughs> I think MG right now is really bad in a situation where. Nobody can buy until you're rank eight. So you're yep, creating a system where you have Awful. infinite. One second, I have a kid invasion. <laughs> I get the kids are running around. But I, I was just saying, you're creating a situation where you have infinite supply and zero demand until somebody enters that rank eight spot. That's bad design. Whenever you have infinite supply, zero demand, the supply demand curve is kind of broken and the prices are going to be busted until somebody enters and starts buying some stuff out. Mm -hmm. It just creates too much of a gap between suppliers and demand, and that needs to get fixed. But overall, like these, thi these are things that I expect them to be a problem and, and to be fine-tuned over the next however many months or years. And I think the system overall is phenomenal. That's what I want to yeah. highlight. It's phenomenal overall. Before 1.0 launch, Dread and I were talking about like who's going to go CUF, who's going to go Merchants Guild, uh, and, and Dread signed up for going Merchants Guild because like before that point, he and I were like both really on board with going CUF instead. I mean, Since... I think my opinion on that hasn't changed, by the way. But okay, we'll I hear you. Into that. I want to, I want to, I want to speak to an go emotional ahead. angle here. Go I've ahead. heard yeah. people say that Merchants Guild is better or that CUF is better. I've heard people say that one needs a buff or a different one needs a buff instead. And the fact that there's so many disparate opinions about what's strong, what's weak, what needs a buff, what doesn't, makes me mm -hmm. think 
that the system is probably pretty good. Like, yeah, right? we, can, we can fine tune it, but like this, this seems like a really good system if there's so many people disagreeing, but what's good and bad. I, I think my biggest problem with MG is it is good, but not for the kind of mentality, okay? Like, for instance, it is good for the people who play way, 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 way too much. Like, for instance, the Curse and I, like, <laughs> MG would be amazing for us, it, which it is, but it is awful. If you don't have enough time to reach rank 7 or rank 8, it is an yeah, awful yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It's like playing yeah, yeah. worse COF. It's awful like totally it's agree. awful for 99 percent of people and absolutely broken amazing for one percent of people just, <laughs> like, like, just using, like using those particular numbers <laughs> is kind of spooky yeah. Uh, yeah it is a little spooky because so you said you said like, like rank seven or rank eight is it rank seven or rank eight that's like level 95 eight. or something isn't it no that's even further than that that's like oh level, is it it was like level 98 for me okay but that's because i fucked up my favorite game gotcha gotcha but like so <laughs> The reason why I say this is, remember how I was saying, like, oh, like, I got this 3LP Cinder song and all this and all that. You guys assume I actually spent gold on the Cinder song. <laughs> People were listing stuff gold. for, like, zero gold, weren't yeah. they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is so weird. This this that is this is, is a great <laughs> opportunity to make a PSA mm -hmm. for the folks who are listening here in Don't chat. Don't list or, no, things no. for zero gold! It, it it's literally does nothing to list something for zero gold. You get reputation by, or favor. You get favor by listing the item not by actually selling the item so listing things for so zero gold does it achieves is nothing partly my fault because day one or day two i thought it worked like that but it was a bug with the ui that carve had to oh, explain oh interesting okay. there was a bug with the ui so whenever you would list the favor you wouldn't get the reputation until after you went out and like logged out or whatever, which was annoying, by the way. Got it. But that is why everyone thinks that and why there's this. So it's your fault. Attempt. Okay, good, good. Uh, it fault. is my fault. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we can just say that it's my fault. Yeah. But like, that's like, but yeah, like you said, the rank seven to rank eight grind is awful. It's just awful. Like day one for me. The thing is, it's like, it wasn't bad for me because I've been playing Lance Deepak for the past four years, right? So like, I played a good build. Like, I think Electrify Smite was a pretty good build. And it seems like all of the community enjoyed it as well, by the way. But the problem is, for someone that MG is supposed to be good for, like the random casual, right? It's awful for them. It's just straight up awful because the reputation grind is yeah. insurmountable for them. Like for it's, me, it's not, it's it not good for the casual player until they get yeah. to level 98. For me, yep. it was like Weird. another day at Sunday. Like mm -hmm. it was just like how I, I usually play the video game. I'm like, I, I'm used to playing like this. But for a new player or someone who doesn't understand the market and doesn't understand what is good and what is bad and stuff like that, right? It's like playing Path of Exile without a, a price checking like a thing, <laughs> without a Different UI game. on a without website, a loot filter, right? yeah, without like without anything, and huh. it is. And now that might be a 1.0 kind of thing where like, you know, it's new and all, but at the same time, if a new player in like a year from now, when everyone is seasoned at Merchant Guild comes in and tries to like actually buy things and stuff like that, I can foresee a very bad future for that. So I hope that like the change, the biggest change I would like is, I don't know if anyone else in MG is down. Um, uh, for this anyways but i think that 
it should be much more granular with the ranking structure. So like instead of being like, I can buy LP legendaries or LP uniques or whatever, it can be like, I can buy a one LP. Then and I can then, buy a two LP, LP unique. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three LP I unique. Yeah, someone someone in Twitch chat has like a similar buy, opinion. They're, they're I can saying buy like, like a T6 item. Yeah, like splitting up tier six and tier seven. Yeah, that, a I'm double cool. exalted item. And then on board. stuff like that. That's how it should be. Uh, I, I think I think that's the first change that would go a long way because it would make it a much more gradual change instead of this just like crazy grind up until rank seven before like you get to actually do things. Like the thing is the best fucking part, okay, is sorry for cursing, <laughs> but I have perfect like I have perfect evidence of this. I have my day one gear and my day one video. Then I have my day three video where I finally got to merc. Like, so I got my day one video where it's my day one gear, right? I'm at like 200 corruption or whatever. Then I have my day two video where I'm at like 300 corruption or whatever. And I'm pushing and I just got to rank eight. And then right after that builds done. 800 corruption. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Like builds done like instantly. Already yeah, yeah, at 700. Yeah. It was that big of a power boost. So I'm like, it should be a much more granular change. <laughs> I think they have to make it so that you can list and buy the same items at the exact same tier. It doesn't make yeah. sense that you cannot buy, but you can list. Mm -hmm. And it just creates yeah. this disparity between, between but players who have higher levels. If you could, like, but the problem is also as well, is if, if you couldn't list items until that rank it would be so much worse certain <laughs> items, so certain items certain I, items only yeah. i'm and, so happy yeah. that they made it so you could actually sell all the items because i couldn't imagine what it would be like if i had because you would you would have nothing to buy at that point yeah i would just i would just be playing ssf at that point without yeah, just bad SSF it would be for... awful yeah mm -hmm. and yeah i i i just think that like for a game that prides itself on being an easier poe and an easier like arpg in general the merchants guild is a complete hard left field from that like philosophy like remember the glyph of insight thing and how oh. like oh we want crafting <laughs> to be easy and easy and they, intuitive like, by the way yeah and then and then it's like we don't want third-party tools and then now we have a tongue lab calculator mm -hmm. for glyph of insight right yeah i think mg is the same way where it's just like we want all of this to be easy and then MG is just so ungodly complicated for absolutely no reason other than the fact that like there might be an RMT specter behind mm -hmm. Ooh, you know like and I I think that like it does a disservice for the the whole point of the game which is supposed to be an easier time right? let me which, let me let me step into that point because I think we talked yeah, quite ahead. a bit about Merlin's Guild yeah. already so mm -hmm. Curse I know you and I are both playing in COF right now so I've done yeah. I've done 100 character and like a couple couple characters to 80 and I've done like a number of prophecies at this point. What has been your experience with COF? Is it like good for gearing? How much of the prophecy system are you engaging with? What's it feel like? The loot explosion. It feels it's nice. great. It's so it's good. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've but, seen a few. <laughs> right. But you know, as you gear up and up, it's the same thing with any RPG. It becomes harder and harder to find an upgrade. And that's a natural progression, but still, the fact that you can target farm those better now more than before, I think I really love that. That's a huge upgrade in the game. Before, you know, you, those 
dropping unique blessings rewards were so bad. Mm -hmm. Then you, you could find one in, I don't know, 20 monos, maybe 10. And then you do it and, and you never get what you want. I've farmed those for like weeks and not gotten the item that I've needed. Even though it's a decently common drop, I think that's going to be resolved now. Being able to pick up the prophecies that you want, just farm up a bunch of favor and go and target farm. I think, I think it was a huge upgrade. What At are the, the same uh, time though... Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. The last thing I was going to say is the one thing that we're lacking is target farming boss drops. That's something MG has a massive advantage on. Absolutely. You cannot target farm boss drops on COF, whereas on MG, you're just going to buy it. You know what I mean? Like, 2 OP heart, easy. What are you going to say, Story? Uh, one, of the, one of the things that we used to rag on in Last Epoch before 1.0 is trying to farm, like, exalted glove belt and boots. And Soulfire Bastion helped a little bit because you could go there on the specific days when exalted glove belt boots were available in the shop. But like other than that, like you didn't really have a good way. You you could farm unique items or like unique gloves, uh, but like where do you get like the exalted movement speed? Where do you get the exalted hybrid health? And having the prophecy system fill in the gap has been amazing. Like you want some hybrid health gloves? Let me show you all of my prophecies. You go kill the same, like one monster, boom, loot explosion. Like you'll get something that's usable there, and that feels really good to finally have some target farming in that regard. Yeah. I'm just sitting here. I'm just like poor merchants guild. I just buy my. I just buy <laughs> my <stupid>. item. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what's you know what's funny about that? It's it's uh it's come to many people's attention. Speaking of boss drops, that in the dungeons, temporal sanctum has a guaranteed drop, and the idea behind the guaranteed drop of the dungeon is that you know you can have the the legendary uh, oven, the the cooker, and they want to give you something to cook in case you didn't bring anything along with you. But there's no such mechanic uh, for Soulfire Bastion and for the uh, the Lightless Arbor. You can kill the boss and literally get no unique item, which some people didn't know, mm -hmm. and I may or may not have forgotten. But yeah, you might just get nothing, and you got to start over. Yeah, Fucking Merchant's Guild. I uh, bought my three LP Peak the Mountain instead of farming it for myself. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. <laughs> like you can have the five million gold stranger i don't care i want my helmet thank mm -hmm. you <laughs> curse I, i'm thinking about um the gold sinks as well because dread's got five million gold to spend on these things no, are I you doing the lightless gold. arbor as a gold sink at all where's your gold going i'm saving it for stash tabs stash <laughs> I mean, we, yeah. should be really, we should be changing the, the guild to the stash tab guild. Stash tab. Because <laughs> yeah. you get to fill them too. Well, I just like the yeah. thing is, Brett, how many stash tabs do you have? Like four? Uh, no, I think it's like 20 right now. But that's oh, because wow. I have... So in the beginning, I was playing it like normal. Okay. I was playing it like I normally would. Halfway through, I realized that I did not need dump tabs for crafting materials, like crafting exalted. Mm -hmm. You know how like I had like 40 tabs? <laughs> I don't fucking need that anymore. I just look it up on the trade website, I mean, the trade thing, right? I just go buy it. Like, oh, I need something with T6 movement speed and like some decent affixes to slam into my uh, 2LP, you know, Blood of the Exile that I snipe for 200k gold. Yeah, let me let me just go buy it on the market. They're, they're my stash tab. And now, literally, I just have three cell tabs that, like, dump, some, dump cell tabs that mm -hmm. I do. And I just, I just like, I, do, I use the ROG principle. So if you're not familiar with Path of Exile, guys, 
there's a there's a person in like there's an npc you can interact with from expedition called rog and you can use him to craft items for you and you can sell these items right and the principle with rog is to just craft decent gear from him and then put it in a dump tab that all costs like one divine or whatever it's called the rog principle and the thing is like, oh, this item looks awful, but you're buying it from me for one divine? Sure, and people will buy those items. So like, for instance, I'll just take a whole dump tab of exalted items, I'll list it all for 150 gold each, that is just like, whatever, right? Just a random exalted item. And all of a sudden I get 20 cells and that's that's a lot of gold. And <laughs> people are buying, buy, buying the items. So at least that part of the economy is working. But yeah. I have like 400 plus listed items on the market right now. And I bet that only 10% of those are actually going to sell. But I still end up turning a profit because of that. It's you, like, is your name listed on them? No, it's not. Probably a good thing. Oh. Completely anonymous. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't have looked. At, the thing is, I have 400, right? I wouldn't have looked at chess. There's 100k trap chess on the market. There is no, there is no problem with supply and demand in that regard, gotcha. except for hey. the biggest of items. Go ahead. Talk, talking about supply and demand, I have a really good question from my chat, and feel free to change the topic if we're running late and uh, we got to talk about something else. But this is a great question for MG. What do we think about the recent duping problem and how that's affecting the MG market? I, I'll be honest. I haven't even like, like I, I've heard rumors about it, but I haven't even seen it like in action. I, I, seen I know about the it. amulet at the, at like the level five amulet gambler's the fallacy. Yeah. People are like doing that yeah. and selling it for 500 gold. Is there, I don't, I have no idea what the duping problem is. Uh, so there is an ominous, uh, let me find you a screenshot. I think it's not just honest. I've heard about. Oh, I know, but let me send it to him so that he. Okay, I want to see this. I don't think I've seen this ominous. All right. Now I'm interested. Link it in chat here. Here you go. You tell me what you think happened there, Perry. (laughs) Where is it? I linked it in chat. I'll link it to you, Chris. One moment here. They're suspiciously similar. They have all the exact same rolls on them. Oh my god, it's two it, LP. It, it's, yeah. Mm. Oh, I didn't even. I didn't even look yeah. at the LP. One moment here. All right, so it's an ominous with exactly the same rolls on it in every single way, and it's got two LP. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, you that's probably two. Go on Discord. That's probably two. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of. So, for instance, uh, another screenshot that we found. One moment here. I gotta find it. It was a bunch of idols that were all listed at the same time that all had the same exact right. rolls. And there's like 20 of them. Really? One moment. I, I had to find and, it. And I'll be honest with you guys, even before the season, somebody was telling me that duping exists in you know, last epoch before the season started. And I was like, are you sure? You know, I, I there, there's been it. visual know, duping but... that existed for a long time. Where like, it looks like something's like been duplicated. Yes, in your memory, but like, you if you log out, log in, the item disappears. If you want to look over the evidence, Sorry. I sent it to you. <laughs> they're all listed the exact same <laughs> they all have 10 damage they all have 25 that, it's really good that thing's times. really look good at the times look at the times too oh it tells you the times zero look minutes time. ago zero minutes ago one minute ago one minute ago zero minutes ago zero. oh they're all list- okay cool interesting <laughs> all right cool what are the chances i feel like as though they're doing a very poor job of hiding it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I it could guess. be a visual. That uh, could be a visual. Like, right, it, like yeah. maybe they listed it once, but like there was a confirm window, and they had to like hit confirm five times. 
Like maybe that item doesn't actually exist you know, 17 times. It's a ghost item. Ooh. Maybe. But so Curse, you said you had some extra information about that, like from your Twitch chat. Like, is is there um is, is there like actual duping? Like, do we have confirmation of this? Like I don't what, have any. What confirmation. other info do we have? I just heard that this exists before the patch dropped, and so I kind of dismissed it because you know I wasn't gonna play MG, so I don't yeah. care too, too much. It doesn't impact me too much. But uh, now seeing this actual evidence, it sounds like it definitely seems true to me. And you know, it's so funny though, yeah. because like you don't even need to do this to make currency in MG. Like this is so over like like you don't even like you, let's just say that the duping is happening right you could just play in a four-man party at like 2k corruption and make hella bank hella favor and never have to worry about currency ever again like why would you waste your time with duping on things that might not sell when you could just generate the stuff yourself with like a four-man group Right. Well, that requires three people to be willing to party with me. Like that's that's, I mean, that's a lot yeah. of friends. It it is true, but it is the same amount of effort, in my opinion. Definitely. And somebody from my chat is saying that EG actually confirmed this today as well. They did. Confirm oh, it is this? real. That's cool. Oh, it is real. The so items are real. The... So where is where is the COF drama? Do we have any COF <laughs> drama? The COF drama? The COF drama is just Perry not being able to get his int chest. Why can't you put intelligence on a rogue chest piece? Or whenever like, I open up a planner from like COF, I look at their idols and I cry. Because <laughs> they're all garbage <laughs> items. <laughs> oh, man. I remember like uh, after, after the first couple days. No, it's not even mineral. It's like getting getting the idols that have like both a prefix and a suffix. Like It's still a big game, even in COF, like having you know dual affix idols. You can, you can drop but hundreds like, and hundreds from Oribus and still not get what you want. Right, but like, <laughs> Dredd, you were, you were saying that idols really stood out to you as something in Merchant's Guild that's just like far and away. It's like, it's literally night and day. It's like a different video game. Well, How? like, I can buy hybrid HP idols. I can have perfectly rolled hybrid HP idols in every single slot. Yeah. Like, I don't have to go. You know how rare those things are? Like, Curse, like, you know you know how many I've dropped since, like, yeah. starting to play Last Epoch? Two. How many? In Two. four years. Like, 530s? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not surprised. I think I have one or two myself uh, similar, I think. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Now, no, no, like, it's gold. funny because like, then someone will link me like uh, just a smorgasbord of idols from like an Oribus kill, right? Like, yeah, well, look how many idols I got. I'm like, how many did you actually pick up? Like, None. Two. two. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good screenshot and you should be proud of yourself. <laughs> Uh yeah, and the thing is, the five twenty nine. Guess what? It only goes for like how much on day two? It was like five million gold or something like that. Like it wasn't even that expensive. So <laughs> just like I don't. So I think funny. I think I've been over one million gold once. I just keep buying. Stash well, tabs. I mean, the stash tab guild. You do need stash, stash tab guild. There we go. All the items you get right. <laughs> That's the beautiful thing is like, I thought that I was going to have to need a bunch of stash tabs, but it turns out I don't. You just sell it all. Because guess what? The infinite stash tab. Because it's so stupid, man. Okay. You know that you can effectively use MG as a stash tab, right? Sure. Go on. So what you do is you take an item. Let's say I need a high, I need to put this 4LP item on the market. Okay. I need to like 
save it because I don't have enough room in my stash tab, but I have a billion favor, right? I can put it up in the thing for like 60 billion gold or something stupid like that, right? And it will stay up there and I can unlist it at any time. Who needs stash tabs when you have the market doing it for you? It's an infinite stash tab glitch. Easy game. That's Easy game right there. It's so stupid. It is stupid because I can go over there and list it any time. All it costs is favor. It, and it, like, favor costs, isn't a problem. It costs me sighing deeply every time you describe that you, to me. Imagine having to actually buy your stash tabs, uh, noobs. Can we make stash tabs cheaper? Stash tab cheaper, please. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like incoming limit of listings next cycle. All that's going to do is make the problem worse because now instead of listing a bunch of items, people are only going to list items that are very important. And then you get the other opposite problem where there is no market. So, like, it's weird. Like, you would think that would be the first thing that they would do, but that would also ruin the market because if you look at uh, Torchlight Infinite, they have that. They have an auction house with a limited amount of sell spots unless you, you know, pony up money obviously but oh, still gosh. like they have that right and in that market it's the exact opposite where no one's posting anything because it's not worth it because that sell spot is so you know valuable to them because they only have like valuable. five of them sure so like <laughs> yeah i don't know i think poe gets around this effect <laughs> making the sell tab stash tabs <laughs> Like, <laughs> so, like, we don't have this problem in POE. Hey, hey at least we don't have D4 stash tabs, please. Yeah, at least I, we don't that have is, that. Come yeah, on. Trust, could yeah, it be worse, guys? Yeah, it, it could be worse, yeah. <laughs> I asked what the difference was between the uh, Merchant's Guild drama and the COF drama. And it's like, I guess COF doesn't get, like, good idols, but I'm glad... <laughs> that I don't care about anything. <laughs> like, yeah. it's funny. It's funny. It's educational. No, and I, oh, I learn about yeah. how Virgin Guild works. But like, it's so nice yeah. that I just, been... none, it's completely does not affect me at all. I, I like I just, it. It's funny because like, I kept, people said when I started MG, they said, Dread, I thought you said MG was bad. And like, <laughs> I did say MG was bad. Not for me though. Like, I play too much for it to be bad. Like, that's, like, the problem. And it's not even me being, like, like narcissistic or, like, oh, God, I'm better than you. No, I just put way too many hours into the stupid video game. And I have, like, infinite favor. And I have, in, like, infinite gold for the most part. Like, like I, I, don't, I don't have problems with that, right? It's, like, that's, like, the problem. But the problem is, it's, like, when you're in, like, rank two and you're an MG, you're essentially playing COF but worse because you don't have COF. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was telling my chat today. Dread did the, like the next level play. He's like, MG sucks. MG is the worst. <laughs> and then ESG buffed it one second before launch. And, yeah. and, then, and then Dread's like, oh, I'm MG. No, Woo! <laughs> we, we, no this, uh, this change was uh, predetermined because, uh, like I said, Perry and I, we realized that the podcast would be very boring if we both went CLF. So. Like we realized that it would be better mm. if at least someone sacrificed their f like their sanity and went MG. And I'm happy I did it because I don't know if Perry would be playing. Hey, when it comes to Path of Exile, you love the economy stuff. I think you were the right yeah, choice to go. Yeah, I don't. Code. I don't mind it at all. Yeah. I think. It, I think it's like playing a whole new game. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It is a mini it, game. It is literally a whole game. new game. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So we are we are 45 ish minutes into the podcast, and I want to pivot topics. Is that all right? That's fine. Go right ahead. All right. I think I think one of the things that I know about Curse the most, I'm gonna like take a little moment to highlight our guest here. Curse, it seems like every other time that I tune into your stream, you're making some sort of like 
tier list or a Google document and you're taking notes on all the different builds you've played and trying to like min-max things and figure out which ones are good, which ones are bad, what's the relative strength. Can you tell me about like the kinds of builds that you're drawn to and like what you're looking for in your builds when you're putting them together, crafting them, or just like, min-maxing them in general? Is it, is, it, is it literally just damage? Is that the only thing you care about? Hey, hey, I hey. I, I know how that feels. I love it too. Damage. <laughs> I always start with damage. I always start with damage. And to me, it's a matter of, can it meet a certain damage threshold? If it cannot, for example, single target, there's so many builds, that, and I've seen a lot of people enjoy builds that don't necessarily do single target damage. They're great at clearing and they're great at monos. I am not drawn to those builds. I don't know why, but I just can't really play them. I have a hard time. Mm -hmm. if, it, if it's taking like two minutes to kill Joro or whatever, I just feel like my build is wrong. Yeah, you, <laughs> you would hate, really you would wrong. hate Cold Outwear Bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I did. I tried it and I was like, how is this build a build? <laughs> uh, I think the thing is, from what I've seen, from because I've seen both sides of the spectrum at this point, okay, because I play too much. And like, at this point, how I feel about it is there's two different, different de definitions for like what I would call a good build. A build that nukes the boss without any effort and he doesn't like but he's like squishy and can die right or whatever and then there's the other side of the spectrum where you're so tanky you could ignore everything and you could like drink a pot of coffee while uh mm. you're killing t4 drilla right like cold out bear can so i think that's like the thing it's like there is two things like two different ways of looking at it because if my clear is amazing right like on cold out Bear specifically I save all of my time in the monolith by just mauling, going to the next pack, mauling, going to the next pack. I don't have to sit there like parry with the rive healing hands. Like hoo, 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 hoo. I just maul, everything's dead. Right. And that saves me all the time in the world for me to be able to sit at Jirla for an extra minute, drinking my cup of coffee. Like it, in terms of time, it technically is better. Like for instance, uh, the electrified paladin, right? Uh, my, my T4 Jirla kill was like a minute or minute, like minute 10 or something like that, right? I could that's just great. face tinker and stuff like fine, that. That's, right, that's, that's good DPS, yeah, by the way. Definitely good. That is good DPS. Mm. That's good average. At least that's how we felt. But then now with the new corruption system, my Orbis takes two minutes. My my Reign of Dragons kill takes two minutes. I can sit there and face tank it and stuff, but it takes two minutes, right? And that's because bosses have actual HP modifiers now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I feel a lot more incentivized to actually build damage because now bosses have way more HP to, you know, like it actually matters now because before, you know, you'd eventually hit the, you know, the boss DR stuff, right? But now since bosses have so much ridiculous amounts of HP, you, like you're not, you're not hitting boss DR in like a, Corruption 700 like Reign of Dragons boss unless you're playing something like Falconer like you're not you're not hitting that unless you're like doing absolutely insane like giga damage right I, I don't I don't know how you feel about this though Curse yeah no I, I personally I like the giga damage but part of the reason why I started all those spreadsheets they were mentioning earlier by the way was because I wasn't sure myself what build is good and especially mm -hmm. when I was looking at other people's builds. It's impossible to gauge when, you know, you have like corruption or whatever video. Yeah, we don't have the Wee Ninja exactly, yeah. Yeah. Anything like that. POB thing, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's so hard to gauge. And so for me, this was a way of benchmarking, right? I just go run Jora, try to have, you know, not too low or not too high 8% HP on her because there's some variance there. So try to minimize the variance and then 
start benchmarking the different builds against each other. And then at that point, you have a damage benchmark, which, you know, is the most important thing in the world for me. But then you can also have other benchmarks, which are much harder. They're much more subjective, like stuff that Perry, sorry, Dread talked about, right? How fast are you clicking monos? That's, it's harder to record because somebody like me, I might be a little bit OCD about picking up items or stopping to pick up some stupid glyph of whatever. <laughs> Oh, that's and funny. I pick up down. everything. My right? filter shows everything, and I just sell everything. <laughs> but yeah. continue. I'm sorry. No, no, that, that, that's about it. It's just oh, I yeah. started those spreadsheets to be able to myself evaluate my own builds, but also yeah. perhaps what I see in other builds. I think so it was just a tool. I think that's yeah, what a tier list is supposed to be. I think, in essence, is mm -hmm. like what are your opinions on it and the problem is when it comes to this which i'll be very light on this topic as people do not like it uh but when you have someone like me right i've been playing a lot and people want to hear my opinion about tier lists and stuff that's why like i'm gonna look here just real quick while we're here where is it my tier list video is like 33,000 views that's 33,000 people that wanted to hear my opinion about like tier lists and stuff, right? And the problem is when I say, like for instance, in the video, I, I did a joke. I was like, Marksman is in D tier. I'm not explaining. I hate Marksman, right? <laughs> when I say that, people think that I mean that like Marksman is the worst class ever conceived ever. And no, I just dislike Marksman. Oh, this, this is like the opinions. dread tier. Yeah, this is the so this, this is sorry, the, like the dread list, yeah. the dread list. Yeah, the, the my tier list that I yeah. had is a joke, uh, and I put a bunch of jokes in it because I think tier lists are a joke if they're being used as a like objective like usage of your time. So, like for instance, right. if we really wanted to make a tier list of all the actual good builds this patch, all of them would be either profane veil or like falconer yep. dive bomb shenanigans, right? Yep. And no one wants that. <laughs> yep. but that's i think this is important to highlight though dread and i think mm. all three of you will agree with, with me here is that depending on the audience these tier lists can be incredibly valuable you're yeah. talking about it from the perspective of the average player being the audience think about ehg as the audience though mm -hmm. we all three putting together a tier list that says these five builds are broken that sends yeah. a message Oh, the bulk five builds yeah. need to be, you know, need to be addressed, need to be done something, or even classes. It doesn't matter. Whatever tier list you can think of, I think that can be a variable, valuable um, feedback loop between mm. players and ESG, because we gather input from. Sorry, just to finish, we no, gather no, input no, from no. our entire Twitch chat. Everybody's. I, I don't play Marksman. I don't play Falconer right now, but I have tons of Falconer players coming by and telling me this is strong, this is weak. Sometimes I see a three-second video, and that's all I need. If I see Jorah dying in three seconds, I don't even need to watch the rest of the video. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, that's all I need. Yeah. I've learned enough. And that's enough uh, data for me to, to make a conclusion there. And based on that data gathering, putting together a tier list for that kind of audience, I think can be valuable. And, and it's yeah. different I think, than player audience. So I think for the devs specifically... And sadly, I'm going to have to say PoE wins in this regard. And like everyone's like, oh, like third party tools, third party tools, third party tools, right? 
But Pee Wee Ninja, I fucking miss Pee Wee Ninja. Pee Wee Ninja has <laughs> probably been so integral to balancing Path of Exile. It's not even funny. Sure, sometimes it might miss the mark. Like they might like nerf, you know, like uh, what is it? What was that build? Uh, Essence Range Contagion. Not because it's good, but because everyone's playing it, right? Mm -hmm. They might do that sometimes. It might happen. But at the same time, that thing has been so invaluable that I feel like us yeah. missing that right now is kind of part of the problem. If each, I don't know if each has measurements on this, which they probably do they now. Sure. They I know sure. that they sure didn't they have it for offline. They didn't have it for offline, by the way. But for online, they probably do. How many people are playing Warlock and they can like? Mm -hmm. Essentially, they have a Pee Wee Ninja at home, right? Yeah. If they have that. I think they should be good to go. They have to. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just a database that you can just you know get data and do analysis on. It should be straightforward. Yeah. So it's uh, like, I'm going to circle back real quick because I want to make sure that I get a, a little bit more information about like mm. Curse, especially for the people out there who may not know who you are because I want this to be like an introduction of sorts. When it comes to builds, you said that like damage was like by far the most important thing. What else draws you to a build? Like when you see a video from someone else, when you see a clip of someone doing something, what's something that catches your eye that isn't just a big yellow number floating above a monster? <laughs> oh, the, oh. Oh, that's a lovely question. Let me tell you about my Diablo 2 days. M the most fun I've ever had playing, you know, Diablo and ARPGs, my frenzy barbarian. Hitting things very fast. I can't, you know, I'm still sad that I never got to experience aspect of the shark when it was OP. When you could get like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I never got to do, you know what I mean? Like, it was bring, so can, I, can I have that patch for just like 10 minutes just to try that out? I Please. Mean, you could always go offline to be fair. <laughs> Can I re re revert back to an old patch? Yeah. But that's well, what I'm talking just, about. You just go and mess with, you know, get a mod. You just like make an mm. aspect of the shark, not, you know, have a <laughs> cap. <laughs> but yeah, hitting things very fast. You know, lots of, yeah, just spectacular stuff like that. Tankiness is just an essential piece of every build. So don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. I don't neglect it. It's just uh, the, the thing that I check, the, the check box that I check off after damage and everything else that's fun is taken care of. Yeah. My, my checkbox that I care about the most myself is how does it feel to play? It can be, it can deal the most amount of damage ever. It can do like, you know, do everything in the game. It can be tanky as possible. But if I have to sit there pressing five buttons every single time I want to kill a white mob, it's definitely not my cup of tea. Now it's funny. Because people always complain to me about this, about my builds. Like, but that's because, guys, like, just because I don't like a build doesn't mean I'm not going to play it. Because my current goal is to play everything. So mm -hmm. sometimes I have to be like, grumble, grumble, and play it anyways. Like, for instance, whenever I play Marksman, I'm like, grumble, grumble, I guess I'll play it kind of thing, right? It's like time to go play Marksman and have a bad time. And I, I, I take the penance, I go and do it, right? But, like, I don't necessarily enjoy playing these big rigmarole button builds that, like, people see me play. I don't like playing them. Like, I like playing the one-button stuff. But at the same time, I still need to cover stuff. Like, for instance, uh, recently, uh, where is it? Which build? Uh, the Judgment, One Punch Judgment build is exactly that. A build that 
is awful to 99% of people, but that 1% is going to enjoy it really well, <laughs> you know? So it's like, it would be disservice if I just like brush it off and ignored it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I can't do that. I'll be honest with you. I can't play every build. The other yeah. thing, the, the other thing I, I noticed about myself that I more recently started to realize is like, I tend to steer away from meta builds. I, I don't like, and partially because the outcome is predictable. If you've seen a really good build maker, you know, run something and you can see they're running whatever corruption really high, you can see they're doing great. And they, you look at their build planner, you can kind of tell this is min-maxed. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't really come up with any optimization there. I don't see any reason to run that build because I know exactly the outcome I'm going to get. And so I kind of am more drawn towards experimentation and trying things out. And sometimes that works for me, like, you know, the good builds that I've made. And sometimes it doesn't. Anybody that's, you know, watched my Twitch stream over the, the last one year has seen me fail many, many times. But that's part of the process, right? You guys know it as well. I got to tell you, from one content creator to another, like including Dread here, the videos that Dread posts on YouTube, the ones that don't do well with the algorithm, the ones that are like, hey, Dread here, this build sucks, don't play it. Like oh, wait, those you videos? Like, you don't like the eight minute long video of me talking about Clone Mage or the whole eight minutes is me trying to kill a, <clears throat> un, like a normal empowered Lagan? The what? videos, the, like videos the videos where you tell the audience straight up, like this build's bad and I'm going to tell you all the things that I tried. Those videos are invaluable. I love those videos. <laughs> and like, man, like if someone like, like I, maybe I'm I a build creator. I feel like, I feel like my builds aren't garbage often those. enough. But yeah. the, like no, people, I, the people who really trudge through the mud looking yeah. for the cool interactions and the cool builds, like they fail a lot. And it's like, it's okay. It's okay to fail. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Like for instance, just recently, uh, I posted a video of, it was like before the patch, it was my cycle starter because I lost my bet and I had to cycle start healing hands. Ooh, right. Uh, but that's not bad. The version, <laughs> the that I, I know, I know, I know, I know. At the time, we weren't sure, but oh, we okay. also didn't know about the ward stuff, which I did not abuse, by the way. But what happened was the version that I put out on YouTube didn't function. <laughs> it just didn't function because you need to heal yourself to get the divine bolt node which sucks by the way i hate it but that's the case so i had to scramble take that video down make an apology post and then i had to very quickly get a build ready to go this was day one by the way and i think the thing is it's like i i fail all the time you know like it happens like everyone fails right and for to reiterate what you were talking about earlier curse at least for how i feel about the situation i only need to play a strong build once and it's good right i only had to play flame race once to be like oh this is good so what happened with, with that build by the way story time a uh, wook dark wook a member of our community i don't know where she is right now but a member of our community right and uh they they came up to me and they're like hey Here's a flame wraith build. It looks cool. By the time, at the time, by the way, we all thought wraiths were bad because of rework at the time. Uh, so they were like, "Hey, you try this," and I tried it. I'm like, "Wait a second, this is 
busted fucking OP. What the hell? And I made a video on it. And then everyone else ended up making a video on it. And it's like, Dread, why don't you update the build? I'm like, do I have to? <laughs> do I have to? Like, I feel like it's pretty cut and dry. Like, there's plenty of other people that have covered it. Why do I need to up update it? Like, that's just a waste of my time. That's just, that's like, that's like just making content for the sake of making content. I don't do that. Right. I don't like revisiting builds either too much. I think revisiting the funny thing is I do revisit a lot of builds, but it's always the bad builds. Mm -hmm. I've only played frame race twice, but I've played Smelter's Wrath like 10 times. <laughs> right. You keep trying. You keep trying. Uh, yeah. And it's like, oh, the new Smelter's Wrath. This technology will <laughs> blow your mind. Yeah, I mean, well, no, we you've seen an evolution over the years, right? Of like good band smelters wrath builds to good ones. Uh, you it's can true, get it's decent true. numbers out of it now. You can get decent numbers out of it. It's just like <laughs> it's just you know, it's smelters wrath, and you're on a like I'll be honest, the worst part of smelters wrath is on forge guard. Like, for instance, I've played like 10 different erasing strike builds, and we're very close to making an erasing strike build that doesn't feel awful. Uh, I just another I, I, I gotta interrupt. I just had a flash, I had a vision. Can you imagine if you could channel Smelter's Wrath and the explosion went off and then it got echoed by a, like a, a shadow? Yeah, that'd be insane. Can, can you imagine if there was like a shadow yeah. behind you channeling it after you were done channeling yeah. it? That'd be so good. Yeah. And like, uh, for instance, uh, one build that I revisited was I, back in the day, I liked playing Lightning Blast. I like Lightning Blast. I like the theme of it. I thought it was fun. Like back in the day, this was before empowered monos. It was like a long time ago. And I played a non-convergence lightning blast build. I just revisited it after the, you know, added, you know, the pylons, like the, the frost wall. Right. And it made the build feel a lot better. And like, that was a build where it was kind of bad and meh before. And now it's pretty good because it's on rune master down. So there's sort. <laughs> and like it, it actually survived all the nerfs it's doing great i've had plenty of people tell me they love the build and stuff like that so like like i think when i revisit something it's usually because it was bad so if i'm revisiting a topic or revisiting a build guys it's probably because it was bad before I, I know that feeling you usually keep baiting me with battle mages endeavor every time i'm like all right here wait we go wait again. do I, all three of us love battle mages endeavor <laughs> I I I I loved it until Dragoras came in the game, and now my love is gone. I I love Dragoras is my new love. Dragoras is my new love. <laughs> give me give me like a tier seven melee attack speed on a on a Battle Mages Endeavor, and like I promise I'll play it. I mean, I have the best Battle Mages Endeavor in offline. Oh, cool. I'm gonna log cool. in right now. Okay, and I tell never mind. You, Actually, probably a four LP one. On yeah, never mind. Now. MG exists. Never mind. I, I yeah. shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I was say, like, I, I, let me. I, I, while you guys keep talking, I'm just gonna log into MG and I'm gonna see if there's any four LP. Oh, How many four LPs are sitting there right now? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Curse, we are we are over the hour mark. I want to allow you, if you have something on your mind, to uh, to bring up the next topic. We've talked about like some build creation, what uh what brings you to a build, what kinds of things you're looking for. We talked a bit about Merchants Guild versus CUF and our experiences with it. We talked a tiny bit about the race at the very beginning, and then maybe mm. your history, like the kinds of builds you played in other video games. Who as won well. that, by the way? I don't even know who won that. Who got I, first I place? I don't know. Two blade dancers. Um, one blade dancer. I forget the name. Though. Oh, it was a random guy. Okay, cool. I was wondering if it was anyone we knew or something. I'd like to see a. a you know, if anyone watching like here live, guys build. Yeah. If anyone I'm, watching here live has a list of names, I'd love to see like who the, like the top ten or fifteen people were. I think that'd be a fun yeah. thing because I actually don't know either. Um, 
Yeah, curse. Yeah. So we know a couple things that we talked about regarding you and like regarding last day as well. What, what else is on your mind? Oh, a lot of the stuff we talked about, we covered a lot of the past. Let's talk about the future. What do you guys want to see 1.1? What is your wish list? So we know there's going to be pinnacle content. And mm -hmm. we know already that Reddit's going to complain a whole lot that you can't play fun builds anymore. You can only play the two meta builds. And I look forward to all of those comment threads. It'll be great. So 1.1 is going to be like bug fixes and stuff. It's going to be um, probably new uniques. I, I expect new unique items all the time because they're pretty easy for them to do. But they said pinnacle content. Is there anything else before we start speculating? Do we know anything else about 1.1? Mm, I don't uh, think so. Not really. We don't know anything about it. Uh, I'm just going to link this in chat, Perry, and I'm just going to let you look at it. Click. <laughs> That's a lot of 4 LPs. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. Whoa, 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 I'm going to go play CUF. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is that item good if it's 4 LP, though? Now that's the next question. Uh, I would, I mean, I would play it if it's 4 LP. Okay, I think I'll play it. I, I, will, I will do the service. I will yoink one. I will play it. No, it sounds fun, though. Oh, come on. It is going to be fun. It, I think the buff made it a lot more playable. I just think the version of the build that I played with, like the static, is not the way you go about it now. I think you just build around Lightning Blast. Build around Lightning Blast and build around the Spark Nova on the top left of the tree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so for the future, I'll be honest, I, I think we had a huge power creep moment this patch, obviously. I'm sure you guys can notice that, but mm -hmm. there's not enough content in the game to facilitate this power creep, right? And then you also have the other part where you have all these PoE streamers coming into the game. They're like, hey, look at my 60k Warlock build. Uh, hey, look at my uh, my Falconer that like... That, that is what they the all game. sound like. Yes, accurate. It, 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 and like, <laughs> like the, the problem is, it's like, we've had this before too, like, I don't know if you remember, but remember the old Earthquake Werebear Perry before the change? I do. Before? I do remember that. Everyone remember had their own version Everyone of it. was playing it. Every everyone single was, person. Like, yep. Loving it. And then when it got nerfed and changed, everyone was like, this game sucks now. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's going to sadly happen again for 1.0. They're like, all the people who are playing Falconer and like, you know, Warlock and all that are going to like roll a Forge Guard next patch. I, I like, think, I think that having Warlock and Falcon release in an Overtune state is totally fine, especially for the I think it's fine too. There's so much hype. Yeah. Everyone's so excited to do experiments, like try all these different yeah. combinations of things. But like Rune Master, Rune Master was strong as hell, but even Rune Master was like weaker than these two in their current states. So like they should be yeah. toned down to Rune Master. We have Druid, we have Rune Master, and we have Falcon and Warlock. Those are like basically the new design principles of a. Uh, of like what last epoch wants or sorry, what ehd wants to do with last epoch masteries uh, let's update like slowly but surely update everything else like i know it's not sexy like you know oh, put it put in one boss and then rework falconer God. put in one boss and then rework you know marksman put in one boss rework shaman like just like yeah. a little bit at a time get everything get everything going and Kurian actually just solved our build guys you just go with a battle mages endeavor with armor shred and you go frostbite lightning blast done beautiful there you go beautiful I hate frostbite, so I'll leave that to you. Guys. I love frostbite. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, what else? What else do I expect for one point one? Uh, I have always wanted to play Void Converted Rive as a Void Knight, and it, I think it's a I think it's a crime 
that the that the echo node in Rive doesn't add the void tag to it. And they've said that they're interested in introducing a new unique item at some point that converts or sorry, that adds the void tag to Rive. So I'm looking forward to that someday existing, maybe in one point one. I can't one. wait. It's and, gonna be oh, it's gonna be oh, like the oh, oh, the dancing oh, strikes oh, oh, weapon. It's gonna be garbage gladiator thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope to God it's not a weapon. But with that in mind, I hope that they also maybe on that same unique item or maybe on like a parallel unique item add a way for me to convert healing hands to void damage. Let me play some VK healing hands. Oh my I god, think, I want to. I think the way that it <laughs> should work is it should convert all of the basic attacks into void, like Vengeance, Rive, and Multi-Strike. Sure. I think that would be fine. Done. I think it could be a Please, it'd be that. so cool. Yeah. All right, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. That's that's my that's my wish list right now as somebody who's played a lot of healing hands and could easily be baited into playing playing even more uh, healing hands. It's so good. Yeah, I I think I'm uh I'm pretty happy with the game though. I, I I think the game's like a lot better as a consequence of all this. I just think that like now is the time to add content in the upper end of the yeah. the game, right? Like I, now that I people are getting the there. People, there right. wasn't there wasn't more than twenty people who were getting to a thousand corruption in the past, and now a thousand corruption is like, oh yeah, Billy made it, Johnny made it, Jane made it, Kathy made it. Like everyone's fucking thousand corruption now. Five thousand corruption. Yeah, and like the corruption and, and one thousand corruption today is supposed to be three thousand corruption yesterday. Yeah, and then you know? and then people ask yeah. me, they're like, Perry, why aren't you at a thousand corruption? I'm like, I'm bored, dude. I'm rerolling. Like, I think. I what are you to. doing, Perry? I think the <laughs> problem is too is people like sure. The new corruption is harder, but it actually isn't. <laughs> no, it's it's, like, no, it's, it's really uh, steady. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you? Uh, I know we have two very literate people uh, who I'm talking to on the podcast here. Do you two read modifiers on the echoes anymore? Uh, <laughs> do, I, eh. Before I do a boss, I'll just like glance at them. Sure. Maybe you glance at them. Maybe you like yeah. don't take the dodge I mean, one because dodge is with, annoying. I mean, I just go and read the modifier and I see seven hundred percent more health and damage, and I'm just like, uh, okay. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't. Do, does Twitch chat read? Well, I know the answer to that question, but like, I think yeah, I think that <laughs> now that the modifiers are the way they are, they should take the opportunity to one point one to rework the modifiers to be more entertaining and interesting yeah area area contains uh, uh nothing but diamond matrons i think the oh, core oh, game yes loop yes isn't there i think in terms of the actual end game experience like sure we're running these monos but there's no thought process to it there's no strategy it's just i do it because i want to do it and sometimes, sadly, due to the way a gamer brain works, right, it's not enough incentivization, right? At least in my opinion. Now, we have the reroll echoes. We have, like, the, you know, memories. But other than that, there's not really what I would call a strategy to the echoes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I think that, like, it needs advancements in that regard. I think that, like, it, it's so weird because I'll say that, like, people are like, well, I like how simple it is. Like, I think EHG's trying to go for a simple game. And then we get the Merchant's Guild, and it, like, glyphs of insight. It's like, what do you want? Do you want it to be complicated, or do you want it to be simple? Like, what do you want, guys? Like, 
like, do you want it to be Glyph of Insight Simulator or do you want mm-hmm. it to be like Diablo 4? Like, what do you want? Like, do you, do you like, want what? it? Do you want it to feel like Legos? Do you want it to feel like a Rubik's Cube? Do you want it to feel like checkers? Do you want it to feel like chess? Like, what? Like, I, I want, I want a little bit of thought, but right now I'm just like not reading echo modifiers and it's, it's yeah, smooth yeah, sailing calm seas. And I'm not sure that it should be smooth sailing calm seas. So yeah. when, when the monolith effect was first introduced, like a 083, I think was back when that happened. <laughs> um, I loved, and like, I, I played like two days of 082 and then 083 was like, boom. That was like, basically when I started playing last Deepak. then they had the beacons, uh, the, like the beacons that show where the like the, the next couple echoes around you. They have the vessel of chaos. They have the vessel of memory, and then they have the shade of Robus. That's four like meta-related echoes that currently exist on the monolith web. I would love to mm-hmm. see one or two yeah. more. I think there's definitely yeah. some more meta stuff that you could do the with the manipulated system, web. The whole system could benefit from like ten. I'll be honest. Like well, I think one at a time. The, Let's stretch it out over I mean, the next yeah, ten years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. We can have ten patches. But hey, you know, hearing you guys, it sounds like my take is actually a bit of a hot take because I'm on a totally different page when it comes to my wish list for 1.0, I guess. How dare you? Uh-oh. Yeah, we, we, we can have a healthy. Don't, don't say balance. Right don't say balance. It's not going to happen. Not only balance. I want like a spring cleaning. I want a spring cleaning patch fi- or sorry bug fixing there are so many skills that don't work as intended so many nodes <laughs> that don't work as intended so many bug bugs with multiplayer i uh, i would then i would balance. love yeah go ahead just to finish the thought you said it yourself perry and dread you both said it i think power creep we've had so much power creep and the disparity between the strongest build and the I don't know, let's not even look at the weakest build, but the weakest we class. We can't even say Acid Flask anymore. We can't even say it, Perry. Acid Flask is garbage. It's still garbage. We can't even it's play Tempest garbage. Strike anymore either. What do you mean it's still garbage? Acid Flask mm-hmm. garbage. Really? Yes. You just Absolute play trash. with the explosive trap. You, <laughs> you only can do this one particular thing with it okay. using this other skill. Yeah, yeah it's garbage. Acid Flask is garbage. That's still higher than like. I don't know. Like so, I'm here's trying... I like like Curse is saying. Curse is saying that he wants spring cleaning and like, yes, they they please. need they need hype though. So how can you combine spring cleaning with hype? And I, I get it. it. I, I'm just on a different page because I am happy with the amount of content. Don't get me wrong. I always want more content. Yeah. But I feel like my enjoyment of the game is slightly diminished because of how many bugs and how rough the state of the balance is. Like the, the strongest class versus the weakest class a year ago, it, it was not such a big disparity. Today, mm-hmm. you have the strongest class being able to kill Joe in one second with like 15 different builds. Mm-hmm. And then you have, I, I don't even know how many hours would, would it take with Forge Guard to kill Joe? You know? Well, I mean, there's, there's like silly. a few Forge Guard builds, but yeah. It's when it's a factor of 100x yeah. with your best option, mm-hmm. you're 100 times weaker. That that is extremely alarming to me. Yeah. So mm. the, the a thought that I had, I mean, a couple of minutes ago, I'm just going to echo myself here. Is like I I want the next couple of patches to be like mini rework for shaman, new pinnacle boss. Like have those rework, have those happen at the same time, and then patch 1.2, mini marksman rework plus pinnacle boss. Like patch 1.3, you know, forge guard rework plus pinnacle boss. Like that's that's what mm. I would like to see realistically. This is also I think with like actual league cycle content as well. Yeah, totally. Way, and like that'll happen, that. right? Yeah. That Hopefully. would be fun. Like, it would be nice to have a, a league like that where it's just, like, here for, like, a little bit or something like that. Obviously, like, it could stay in the game. You know what? 
I can't even say Ore of Decay is bad because like like it's good for utility. I'll, I'll so say I it can't for even you. Say that. Like, I, I'm trying to. Bad. Yeah, bad. Now we can. Dancing Strikes is now at the bottom. Oh, sin, not even Sinister Strikes. Dancing Strikes is now at the bottom. Woohoo. The it's not even one or two skills. You can count like 10 or 20 skills that are like absolutely awful. Yeah. I, I was just trying to find like the new worst because it changed, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, Serpent yeah, Strike. Hear you. I, let me help you. Oh, Serpent Strike. There you go. <laughs> let me there help you, you with that one. Even Dancing Strikes is used. <laughs> but to be fair, use it as like a bug, but it doesn't matter. It's just like whatever. It's not dealing damage, though. Ring of Shield yeah. doesn't deal damage. Also, I've Ring seen of some in, a good I, utility skill. Like it gives you like fifty percent increased armor, forty percent <laughs> increased block effect, which by the uh, way is a stat that does not exist for the most part. Like increased block. It, it goes on one particular item. All right, yeah. listen. Before we try to one up ourselves and well, actually, I I think I'm gonna call it quits here. This has been about an hour and twenty minutes, and this has been splendid. Curse, thank you so mm. much for taking some time out of your evening and chatting here with Dread and I. I appreciate it. Let us know where, if the audience wants more of you, where do they find you? Which in YouTube, yeah. I try to keep my social media accounts to minimum as much as possible. But yeah, Twitch, I think it's the cursed BG on both, most likely. So thank you guys for the invite, though. It's been a blast. Glad, that we, could, uh, glad that we could sync up our schedules and have you here. Dread, thank you as always for, uh, for taking some time out of your busy Friday evening and chatting. Mm -hmm. and then Anytime. whether whether you were watching here live on twitch.tv or you're watching later after the fact on youtube or on spotify make sure to let us know where you're watching so we can give you the best viewing experience possible and like always we'll see you next time have a good night <laughs>